Hey, hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. I am Gerard Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And E. Hello. And today is our day five, uh, our final, or no, day six, sorry, day six of our end of the year content. It'll hopefully be our last day. We'll see. I, I, it'll be our last day. I'm saying it right now. It's our last day for content. Um, Even if we don't finish, it sucks to be you. Yep. Sucks to be you guys. Fucking nerds. Um, so yeah, I, uh, where it's today's just our top 10. We're going to get our top 10 for the podcast. Uh, for what we've decided is just the most movie, best most uh, of the movie. The movies. I, know, I, I like the idea of the most movie. <laughs> most movies. Uh... So, as we start off every day, let's start this day off the same exact way, saying the movies that we've watched. Robbie will start, then I'll go, then E will end. 1917, Antlers, Best of the Best, Christmas Prince 3, Christmas Story, Cloverfield, Crossroads, Dear Evan Hansen, Dragon Ball Super, Superheroes, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Batman, Gladiator, Haunted Hell House, LLC, Hell or High Water, It Chapter 1. It Chapter 2, Jaws, Kid Detective, Claws, Men, Murder on the Orient Express, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Nighthouse. Nosferatu, Pan's Labyrinth. Princess Mononoke, Psycho. Riding in Cars with Boys. Scary Godmother, 1 and 2. Seven Samurai, Silence of the Lamb. Spirited Away. Steven Universe, the movie. Suspiria, 2018. Suspiria, 1917. Green Knight. The Mist. The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Top Gun. Top Gun 2, this one has more Tom Cruise in it. Trains, planes, and automobiles. World of Tomorrow. And Year of the Snake, which is our Is This a Movie winner. Alright. So, I guess let's start out by cutting. Who has some obvious cuts? I think, bold claim, I think we could probably just remove every holiday special. Every holiday movie. Alright, so Christmas Prince 3 is out. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep one, I feel like Claws is the one to keep. Yeah, that's we'll, fair. We'll keep Claws for now. Do you want to keep Christmas Story? Uh, no, let's cut Christmas Story. Um, cut Christmas Vacation. Um, what else do we have here? Scary Godmothers. Oh, yeah, we can cut Scary Godmothers. Um, we can cut Christmas Lamb. What was that? I said we can cut Christmas of the Lamb. Yeah, that Christmas movie, oh. Yeah, definitely a Christmas story. <laughs> trains, planes, I, and automobiles. Yeah, we can Unless you really want it. No, we can cut trains, planes. I'm going to say we can cut Suspirias. Sam's not here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nosferatu. Okay. Fat uh, Man? Where should we keep that for now? For now. Keep, for now. That, okay. that could be a Christmas special. We, we're keeping two Christmas specials. All right. The Top Guns can go. Top Guns can go. I agree with that. Unless you really like the sequel, Troy. 
No. No. Um, probably also cut Mitchells versus the Machines, right? Yeah. I think so. I'm down to cut World of Tomorrow. I think I was mostly the one who enjoyed that one a whole lot. I mean, uh, I did enjoy that movie. It's just wasn't quite as good as It's Such a Beautiful Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with cutting that. I'm going to say. Probably cut Best of the Best. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I was about to say it. <laughs> uh, probably the Dragon Ball movie can get cut. I don't think Dry is oh. going to be really. Yeah. I'm not fighting for that. <laughs> yeah. Can we cut Gladiator? Well, I don't know. Robbie Robbie likes Gladiator a lot. I do like Gladiator. It's definitely not my favorite movie on this list. So I, I don't even know if it, it might be. Well, with you guys, it definitely won't be top 10. But <laughs> say, say maybe like ninth or 10th if I was the one making the list. But like it honestly, like there's even better uh, Russell Crowe movies out there than Gladiator. But I did enjoy it. Like, I think that movie's an enjoyable experience. It's I don't know if it's top 10 material, though. Okay. I, I want to I want to make something very clear for everyone. We watched a lot of really good movie this year. Yeah, yes. yes, we did. We watched a lot of really, really good movies this year. Us cutting these movies isn't inherently us saying they're bad. Right. Uh, for Christmas Prince, it was. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's like, it's like I said, there's not a lot that we can say we're even bad. Like, even for how much we rifted on uh, Best of the Best, it's still like I think for the most part we still at least enjoyed some parts of those movies. Dryad's yeah. arguable. I think E mostly enjoyed the fact that like the guy who made it is more interested in the movies that he makes. <laughs> Again, if it was a documentary about that guy, there might yeah. be a case for it, but it's unfortunately not. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh-huh. let's see. Dry, what about would you make much case for Pan's Labyrinth? I think that's fine. I don't know if top ten worthy though. I don't think I would keep it in this top ten. No, maybe yeah. in a, maybe last year. I think last year it would have been in our top ten. I don't think this year it yeah. makes it. Once again, good movie, but like not best of what we saw. I, I would say definitely not even uh, Tell Toro's best. So that's also fair. Um, I think Jaws. We can cut Jaws. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't care enough about Jaws. Once again, good movie, but compared to the rest of the list that we had. It, we had a strong list of movies this year. It really, there, really there's list. so many things we're cutting that if they were there last year, they probably would make a top ten. Yeah. Green yeah. uh, uh, Knight, or we want to keep that for a while. I mean, once again, I did like that movie, but I think it's just one of those. It turned the hero's journey on its head, and it's a movie. Like it's a movie based off a book that, until that movie came out, almost nobody had heard of it. It seemed like it's true. Not even me. But like it also, like I said, it came very much out of left field. It was very much, like I said, almost the anti-hero's journey, which was a very interesting take. And like I almost feel like it was a movie that was risky. And I feel like A24 is probably like one of the only studios in existence that would have taken the chance they took on that movie. But I'm really glad that they did because it was a good movie. Once again, I don't know about top 10. Uh, There are some movies still on this list that I think I like The Green Knight better than. but. I don't know if it, once again, I don't know if it's top 10. I mean, I like The Green Knight, but I just, yeah. I didn't think you guys cared about it at all. You didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I rather enjoyed it, though. Like, there's some other movies I'd probably cut before Green Knight. Like, I'd probably, uh, another movie that I enjoyed, but I think I'd probably cut before I'd cut Green Knight is probably Cloverfield. Oh, yeah, I'd cut Cloverfield first, too. Actually. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cloverfield, I think, is a very good 
blockbuster found footage movie, but it doesn't go much deeper than that. Cloverfield struggled in its last act, I think, is what prevents me from even like wanting to keep it in the right. top ten. Right. I, I love Neil C. Sariga. I don't know if Year of the Snake is like competing with these very well. That's also fair. <laughs> that yeah. keeps being the thing I say about it. It's incredibly funny. Go watch it if you have it. It's like seven minutes long. It's, it's super, super funny. funny. It's seven minutes on YouTube. Chances are you're watching something longer anyways on YouTube. You could take seven minutes out of your YouTube time to watch this. <laughs> yeah, think of it like a commercial break for whatever uh, documentary you're watching real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might say Psycho. And once again, good movie. And like we, one argument that we did have while watching that movie is that if you make a good movie, it's always just a good movie. Considering that movie is, God, that movie's sixty years old now. Now I think about it, yeah, it's old. It's an old movie. Yeah, but not it's the oldest we watched. Good movie. No, no, not the oldest we watched. <laughs> All right. Um, and where, of uh, in comparison to Green Knight, I was going to say is like between the Green Knight and Antlers, which one would you say is better than that? Oh man. That one's I didn't like tough. Antlers a lot. <laughs> I actually like that movie was surprisingly good for me, but I think that was also one of those things. That was a movie that me and Dry watched in theaters, and I think part of it is I was just excited to be in a movie theater again enough so that I bought like thirty five dollars worth of snacks. Yeah, Robbie was fucking eating that whole goddamn time. Yeah, I'm gonna say Antlers suffers from the same thing I just said about Cloverfield. I think the last act is really not strong. That's honestly fair, and like for how much I like it, like that last act just kind of happens, and it suffers from one of those like things have to happen in order to move the plot forward, and like so like th- these things have to happen, so we have to try to find a way to write it in, and good enough. But like I think overall, especially like with the uh, the way that the movie's structured, I did really like Antlers, but I do also kind of agree with E that that movie could have been like thirty minutes long and been the same exact movie. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that one. I I would cut Antlers before I cut The Green Knight. But Antlers, I think, is a very, very good horror movie that has held up by that that child's fucking acting like crazy, honestly. He fucking nails. I think that child's acting is just just really good, and Uh, he should be in a different movie. (laughs) I I love Antlers. uh, He argued he should be in more movies. Let's just replace Antlers with that actor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like again like i'm just looking at what we got here though yeah yeah I, I i would cut antlers before i cut green knight and a couple other things probably all right goodbye antlers i love you but goodbye i guess also speaking of a movie that we loved that i i honestly can see us cutting it it's probably like riding in cars with boys because once again i like do you guys understand how it's very much like a me movie and how i'm attached to it but i understand why you I, guys- i'm gonna say robbie I kind of want to keep it here specifically because it's a you movie because that movie yeah. clearly means a whole lot to you. It does, yeah. but I know, I understand how like it means a lot to me, but it may not mean a lot to other people. Is my well, whole and then his big picture show got to stay up last year. I think <laughs> it's fair if you get to have this stay up for now at least. Okay. Yeah, this isn't us list. This isn't this isn't a them list. Okay, I think well, everybody needs to be represented here. I'm gonna pose a question to you, Daria. Don't you say it. the mist? Oh. I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> I okay. Did you, that. What, what did you think I was going for? I don't know. I just keep thinking you're going to attack Nighthouse. I'm going to pose another question for you, Trya. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen? Yeah, I could probably uh, cut that. Yeah, we can cut that. I do really like the music in it. Um, but I yeah. think that's the 
best part is the music. I don't remember it. I still have it in my head that like the main song is called Dear Evan Hansen. It's like Dear Evan Hansen. And that's not <laughs> how the song went. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the main song. No. Um yeah. Yeah, we can cut that. Okay. Well, all right, let's uh, uh e speak yeah, out the names read. of these movies so people know where we're at. Here is every movie still on the list. 1917, Crossroads, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Fat Man, Haunted Hell House LLC, Hell or High Water, It Chapter 1, It Chapter 2, Kid Detective, Claws, Men, Murder on the Orient Express, Nighthouse, Princess Mononoke, Riding in Card with Boys, Seven Samurai, Silence of the Lambs, Spirited Away, Steven Universe, The Movie, and Green Knight. All right. The Green Knight. (laughs) Um, Still got 10 movies to cut. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, Here's the posing part of the uh, Hell or High Water. I think it's good, but... I like it a That's lot. That's one of those movies that, like, I don't have a stake in that one because I haven't seen it. I like it a lot. I don't. I don't think it's the director's best movie. Like again, like these are all really good movies, but like, it's it's t- it's like uh, cutthroat at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just being a good movie is no longer important. <laughs> How about? Let's let's talk about like divisive movies. Uh It Chapter 2. Just I I think that one that. can be cut. Yeah, cuz it's just not as good. Unfortunately. Now, I was going to say like that's something that all of us even agreed on while we were watching those movies is that like It Chapter 1 is a strong first chapter and then it just kind of shoots itself in the foot in Chapter 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we can cut I'm, It I'm... Chapter 2 specifically. All right. That's cut. Man, this is such a... I... I would maybe say... It's probably okay... To cut Silence of the Lambs now. I don't know. I've really liked that movie. Yeah? Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like, we also made an argument with that too of just like with kid detective how there's like that very haunting scene towards the end of that movie and then silence of the lamb kind of carries that for every single time anthony hopkins is in that movie yeah yeah that's to true. the point that like and like he did a really good job uh with hannibal lecter enough so that like a little thing that he actually does in that movie that not a lot of people realize until you really think about it to show that he's a psychopath he always does like the kubrick stare and he never blinks in that movie yeah, yeah. I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like there is an argument for it to stay. Like I feel cuz like Silence of the Lamb, that's also another one of those things of like no matter how old that movie gets, it's always going to be a good movie. I yeah, that's a big like that movie holds up really yeah, really well. That's true. That's true. Okay, I think yeah, now is probably the time to cut Hell or High Water. All right. You made a good uh effort. Hell or high water. 
It's a uh, the one thing I want to say about it. The say my piece with it is that like it is such a good modern western. Yeah, that just goes it's all the way to like two capitalism. <laughs> it's the whole like two that came out, and it's probably the best. <laughs> it's great. It's great. All right. So who, someone else, uh, what what should we cut? I mean, once again, like looking at this list, I know there's actually three movies on this list that mean I feel like for the most part just mean like a lot to me in general. And I feel like out of those three, like once again, writing cars with boys, because like Crossroads, in my opinion, is like a more important movie, uh, in my opinion, than uh, writing cars with boys. And same with Princess Mononoke, because all three of those movies were like super important to me growing up. Like, yeah, I guess still growing up because I watched Crossroads the first time whenever I was in high school. I feel like the ones that like really stick with me, Princess Mononoke and and Crossroads are like more important to me. Even though, like I said, once again, riding cars with boys, I know it was like really divisive, especially with Drya, but like especially <laughs> with him saying like how it kind of like takes super serious subject matter and kind of makes it seem like it doesn't matter. I feel like with that movie, like it still does matter, but it's almost like in the in the pros not prospect, in the perspective of a mother who's like trying to make it seem like everything's okay to like hold faith or to keep face with like her family and keep make sure that her son is okay throughout all of it but i also see like where some of the 90s jank is in that movie and also with like um that movie was like very much a first for drew barrymore and you can kind of tell that it was a first for drew barrymore yeah i learned i've i learned a lot about drew barrymore after watching that movie and watched like a, a lot of her movies accidentally after that which is very strange She's an odd actress. <laughs> she got you. She was like, you got you got hypnotized under her stare. She's like, ooh, you're going to watch all my movies. <laughs> well, the funny thing about that, too, is apparently the director watched a whole bunch of her movies, too, just to, like, figure out what kind of actress she is. And while they're, like, filming that movie, she's like, yeah, here's one thing you're not going to do that you do all the goddamn time. <laughs> Sneeze. That's great. <laughs> Quit sneezing in the movies. But that though, like uh, Princess Mononoke was one of those movies that like it sunk its claws into me at a very early age and it never let go. Like that movie is still absolutely amazing to me, like through the animation and the storytelling and even like the voice acting and everything too. like um, one thing that we did talk about on that episode is. um, Oh, I'm blanking his name. Billy something was his name. The guy who does a. Princess Ashitaka's voice. He did the uh the English dub for his voice. And he's also the voice of um Mr. Manhattan in Oh uh, Oh fuck, what's it? Uh Raw Blank Watch, Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. Uh but like I still think he did a better job with Princess Mononoke than he did with that. And just like that's another one of those movies that like where a ton of love and care was put into that movie. And like like I said, it's just one of those things of just like animation wise like there's some actors who have a hard time putting like those subtle details in their acting to do certain scenes and somehow they were able to draw it in such a way that some people have a hard time even like replicating it for princess monoki and then once again crossroads like i sing my praises about that movie all the time but i think that's because guitar is like such an important instrument to me and that's a movie that kind of shows like how important it is of just like kind of how you can get your personality wrapped up in an instrument and how like you can get a type of music are kind of meshed up into like who you are as a person and how it kind of molds who you can be plus the final act of crossroads is fucking amazing oh yeah yeah i was gonna argue crossroads gotta stay on this just for that 
Yeah. Well, Robbie's mostly saying that he feels Ryan Cars could probably. Yeah, because like I said, there's three movies I feel like for the most part just like are super important to me that are on this list. And if I had to cut any of the three, it probably would have been Riding in Cars with Boys. Because like, you know, I did grow up in a single parent household and like with a and I did have like a father who was uh, also a drug addict. And so like that movie kind of sits with me because of some stuff that happened to me in real life that kind of happens in this movie, too. But just like I feel just in how well the movies are made. And the story that they're telling overall, out of those three, Riding in Cars with Boys probably still is the weakest. Okay. If you feel okay about cutting it, then we can cut it. I'm okay yeah. with that. It is gone. I think at this point, we should probably cut Claws. Yeah, I was about to actually say, like, <laughs> Claws is really good as a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not, like, another time of year you can watch it. Yeah. It I will say, like, out of... Out of all the Christmas movies, that's probably one of the better ones that like shows the spirit of Christmas and like is yeah. very much a Christmas ass Christmas movie. But it it took the formula of that and somehow made it better. So I will sing its praises for that. But at the end of the day, it is a Christmas ass Christmas movie. I yeah. I would definitely say it's probably the best Christmas movie that I am aware of. But what is that saying? Like six <laughs> movies and the Christmas Prince trilogy. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Claus, Claus looks great. Uh, it's the Avatar of Christmas. No, it actually has a good story. Yeah, no, I actually Avatar enjoyed too. Claus. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All right. Claus uh, in gone. the same vein, uh, what about Fat Man? I, I like a lot of what Fat Man does, but a lot of these are really strong. Left yeah, here. and I, I honestly do agree with you on that one. Okay. Okay. I'm okay I think with in a weird way. I'm looking at this. I'm thinking like Fat Man or Green Knight. Almost. I would say if we're gonna cut Green Knight, this would be the point we cut it. Okay. Yeah. Because once again, very good movie, very strong movie. I think they were telling a tale. They're having like a not a motivation. What am I thinking of? Uh, a metaphor for the entire movie. And I think they nailed it very, very well. Especially if you're paying enough attention to the movie to kind of tell what or try to see the story that it's telling but god there's this is such a strong list this year yeah Yeah, plus fuck capitalism am i right guys yeah fuck it (laughs) oh so you're saying we should put hello hell or high water back on the list is what you're saying (laughs) okay (laughs) all right uh robbie go ahead and read off what we have left here what's left on our list for the top 10 that we still need to kind of chip away at is 1917 crossroads Everything Everywhere All at Once, Haunted Hell House LLC, It Chapter 1, Kid Detective, Men, Murder on the Orient Express, Night House, Princess Mononoke, Seven Samurai, Silence of the Lamb, Spirited Away, and Steven Universe the Movie. So we got four to cut still. We have to cut four more. I Okay, I'm gonna I think before you speak, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill a baby. I think we can cut Hell House. Yeah, I think now's the time. I, it's a really good horror movie and a really good Halloween movie, but it's one of those things like it. It's it's kind of like Claus. It doesn't hit as hard if it's not Halloween or like it's like it's not October. You know, I feel like that can be cut. It's it's really that good though. So. We can continue to praise it for how well it does found footage because it's it's one of those things. Found footage is almost like a meal that's really good but really easy to mess up. Yeah. All right, we got it. Uh, since we're doing more. the heroic sacrifices, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll do with it. I I noticed similar to Ravi, there's there's like three E movies still on here. 
And I think out of the three E movies, I think Steven Universe can probably head off now. Wow. Yes. Okay. I didn't see this coming this year. I was going to miss it. It's not Ed and Eddie's big fiction show. It's true. Yeah. It's and I will say, that's the thing, because like, we know that Steven Universe is like, you know, a show that E watched all the time whenever he grew up. Me and Dry have never watched a single episode. No. But <laughs> it's a little like finicky. I watched it probably from like high school to college. <laughs> I, <that's> still, <laughs> right. I watched it a long time. <laughs> But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. even without that, like me and Dry were still kind of like surprised in how much we liked the movie. Yeah, I think it is a solid movie. I think if you swapped like the characters out and like got some of the background stuff sorted out, it would just be like a good musical. Period. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and man. Dry loves a, a good musical. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I was thinking because I remember you saying like, uh, I didn't remember that movie. I think that's the movie you fell asleep during because you were extremely exhausted, Dry. I, that sounds about right. Because <laughs> that was the first movie we watched of the year. And I was like thinking, I was like, I think I remember Dry falling asleep. Huh? Yeah, I love the soundtrack. Love, love Steven Universe. But like, there's two others I think are more important. And that's fair. Okay. Steven Universe is cut, which leaves two more cuts we need to make. Ugh. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna pose something. You guys, let me know if I'm out of line. You're out of line. 1917. I don't. 1917's uh, real good. It is. Yeah. This is gonna sound bad because they're both very, very good movies. But I'm almost trying to decide between 1917 and It Chapter One. Yeah, I kind of. I'm. That's the one I've been looking at. Is It Chapter One? Like, man, See, I. I think it chapter one's extremely good. It is. <laughs> it is extremely all the movies. Good. I, I know all of them, but like I'm saying, like even with what's left, I think it's extremely good. I think uh, it's a good introduction to a lot of stuff. I think it nails a lot. But I I do have to be re- I do have to be honest. The writing gets a little sloppy in some areas. It does, and a lot of that has to do with like Mike and his. <laughs> and them not writing half of his story in the in the movie yeah yeah that's the problem is like you can see where it could have been better i all right um, yeah i think i would cut i think i would cut it chapter one first i mean we could just do a double pact if we want to just get to the top 10 we could i one thing i was gonna say about 1917 is like it does a lot of things really well but like i keep on almost relating it to saving private ryan and saving there's like certain scenes that like are comparable to Saving Private Ryan that Saving Private Ryan does better than 1917. Having watched Saving Private Ryan very recently, because I got it on 4K, because I'm, I'm that person. Uh, the dialogue stuff, I think Saving Private Ryan does much better. Everything else, 1917 fucking wins easily. I, I need to rewatch so like, A big thing, like I, 1917 for me, I, I talk about I don't like war movies much. No, um, not your not your but bad. like. 1917 has like one extremely, extremely strong scene to me. Right. Versus a lot of these movies where I think like they have either at least like an extremely strong act and at most are just solid. 1917, the uh, little soldier boy song. What's it called? (laughs) I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of the song. You said little soldier boy. My brain immediately went to avatar Avatar. oh (laughs) oh the airbender yeah that's probably what i'm thinking of actually that's probably why i thought of that uh 
we we know what song. Um, yeah. Warfaring Stranger. There it is. Extremely strong scene, but um, getting to there is a lot of the journey, and yeah. depends on how you feel a lot about it. And like, as the not enjoyer of war movies, I think like that stuff's fine. I think it's shot well, obviously, but I think it's fairly standard war movie guff. As an enjoyer of war movies, I would say it is not standard war movie guff. Yeah, it's uh-huh. not. There's some like I also watched quite a few war movies in my day, and I would say it's not the most other war movies are kind of they they're very heavy on the action of it. And yeah. this one's like 1917 not same with Saving Private Ryan, too. And like whenever I was saying like there's certain scenes that are way better, I was actually thinking mostly the dialogue because when most people think of like the action scenes in Saving Private Ryan, it's the first 20 minutes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I guess maybe that's like we might be because like when I think war movies, I'm thinking probably more like British era <laughs> type stuff. Like, uh, what did we watch last year that you showed me? Um, did we watch a war movie last year? I thought we did. Like uh, that, what, there was uh, like one I could have sworn I kept confusing for 1917. Dunkirk. Oh, Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm thinking of like war movies like in that vein. Obviously, they're still different. And I know that, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, like, I think part of it is like I watched a fair, like, in my day, I've watched a, a few uh, Vietnam war movies too. The two that come to mind right away is uh, Platoon and Hamburger Hill, which they're very different than 1917. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Actually, I actually haven't seen that one yet. I need oh, to watch really? that movie. Well, yeah. I got it on 4K. Let's make a plan. Ooh. Also, I just realized we didn't actually cut it chapter one, even though we all were like, I guess we could cut it. It's well, still it, on there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because uh, the reason why is because we were actually like talking between it chapter one and 1917, but yeah, we're giving like a way stronger argument for 1917 than we are for it chapter one. You guys are <laughs> no, um, I again, it's a lot of the I'm like looking at what's left, and I'm doing that too because I'm cr- trying to like look at movies and be like, well, this movie is honestly better than that movie, or like this one had better moments to it than this movie did, and so on and so forth. I'd cut Seven Samurai at this point. See, I, this I, actually, I would fight a lot. I'm fighting for Seven Samurai for sure. I think that is an expert movie. I think it is fundamentally imperative to uh, East, to uh, Western cinema, so, for how funny that is. I think uh, <laughs> Kurosawa is generally really good. I think it has, uh, is I think it's very well written. I think it's very well shot. Um, and all that to say, it was made in like the 20s. And I think it still holds up extremely, extremely well. It wasn't made in the 20s, was it? I thought it was in, like, the 60s. 1954. Oh, I was close. Yeah, it's like the 20s. <laughs> the 50s, sorry. He's <laughs> I, I will say, because, like, Seven Samurai does really well with its writing and everything like that. It is one of those movies that kind of, like, in my opinion, kind of almost relies on the ending. Sure, but, I mean, it's a samurai but, movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't have any emotional stake in Seven Samurai. I think there was a lot of good stuff in it, but I, I'm hard pressed to remember most of that movie. It's also very long. It is. It is. We're I would gonna... argue 1917 is very long too. But it's not. Like an hour. <laughs> it's an hour and a half shorter. <laughs> I don't know. Like we we hit this impasse. I think every year we're like, you say that about a movie I like, and I'll say that about a movie you like. I don't remember much as 1917 other than the pivotal Wayfaring Soldier, Stranger. I remember they were in trenches a lot, and yeah. they like walked around and like found a cow 
or no, not well. The cow was dead, but you know. <laughs> no, there was a live cow. Oh, was it live? Yeah, that's when we got milk. I thought there was just a bucket. Oh no, it wasn't a bucket. Yeah, you're right. Because we, we had that whole conversation of like he just found a bucket of milk. Like, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. milk good anymore? <laughs> and also, he ends up drinking it like an hour later at room temperature. It was in a flask. It's fine. Oh man, a flask that probably hasn't been washed in God knows how long. Um. I don't know, looking at these, like, because this is almost like a, it's getting to the point of like a Gracie's Gracie's choice at this point. I <laughs> I definitely know what that means. Like, I would uh, probably cut men before I would even cut 1917. That's also fair, because like a lot of these movies have a lot to say about them. And men is very much saying this one thing. Yeah. But men is still also a very good movie. It's extremely good. But I would probably I would. I would probably cut that before 1917, but I would also cut Seven Samurai before I cut 1917. Yeah, I, I think it's take much on men because I didn't see it, but you know. So hmm. that's where we're at. <laughs> it's impasse. We are at an impasse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that. I get ultimately, it's really riding on what Robbie wants to cut because there's just a lot of like three way or like two way sticks. Yeah. <laughs> So you know, it's up to you, Robbie. All the pressure's on you. I say we cut Kid Detective. No, I'm kidding. Kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> All right. Kid, well, as long as we're cutting like Kid Detective, it. we're cutting Crossroads, we're cutting Spirit or what? <laughs> what? 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 Just fuck you. That's why. <laughs> so between those three movies, between like 1917 Men and Seven Samurai, I think with Seven Samurai, for me personally, like, there are some really cool moments in that. There's a lot of like almost like scenes that have to happen, which is one of the reasons why that movie's so damn long. But there's a lot of pivotal uh, moments in that movie, too. And I think all of it kind of, like I said, boils into like the ending of it, wherever like everything comes together and like it has like the overall message for it. And so it's like it's trying to say this one thing, but it's taking three hours to say this one thing, even though no matter how important or pivotal it is. And then in the turn of that, men does the same thing, but men does that and what was it, like an hour and 40 minutes? Something Two like hours, that, yeah. Um, and then like 1917 is also like a war movie, but a war movie like because like World War II and World War One are no, I was gonna say World War II movies have been like done to death. And like I think sometimes people kind of throw World War One into it, even though they're two very different wars. They're fundamentally different wars. Yeah, they are. Like, it's like, insane the differences of how we fought those wars. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's thinking about like World War One that like people don't really talk about because they tend to kind of bring it in with World War Two is that with World War One, like there was such a pivotal change in technology that like you know men were still stabbing each other with swords while also throwing mustard gas at each other. There's men that were riding cavalry on horses into battle while uh, against tanks. Uh, that was the first time that. Well, I don't even know if it was the first time, but like trenches became like a pivotal thing about the war because there's so much bullets flying everywhere that like there's no way to like really dot like you know get out of the way except for to dig a hole and hope that they don't shoot into the hole. Uh, that was whenever machine guns became the thing for war too because like everyone was still using like single shot rifles during that time and like became. It's, it's when we invented war crimes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like there were still war crimes before that, but like not to the stake that like happened in World War One. And like people talk about how pivotal World War Two was to changing the entire world. 
but so was World War One to the point that you know, like because of the events of World War One, it just led into World War Two. Yeah, and I think true. it is a very important war to talk about. Like, isn't like given enough space to talk about how upsettingly crazy that war was. Like that was also. I, I would definitely agree with that. I I think I would like war war movies more if there were more than mostly just World War Two and the Afghan War. Right. Which probably speaks more to uh, when I was born than anything. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> probably. But yeah, like that was a movie that like 1917 was done very very well, and like it's hard for me. Like there's a lot of praise for me to give about that movie too. Between like the cinematography to where. Uh, like you said, a mile and a half of set was built, which is a crazy thing to think about. Um, yeah. to the cinematography, just like certain scenes of that that just like stick with like stick in your mind. At least for me, it did. Of like, uh, one that comes to mind was whenever he uh walks up, or you know, whenever he's hiding with that woman, and then like he walks up like in enemy territory, and he's just trying to sneak his way through because like he knows if he if he makes one mistake, he's dead, and then like ends up seeing that um ends up making that mistake whenever he sees that burnt or that burning building and like just like god that that could be the poster of the movie if you ask me but there's also like a whole bunch of other scenes that end up becoming more pivotal than that scene that just like there's a lot of crazy things done with that and it tells a story of like there's also a lot happening in the background of that movie too of like they don't tell you about it but like it just kind of this is who that character is and therefore this person's gonna act this way in this situation anything yeah it's amazing i i love 1917 so i think i just gave a whole lot more praise 1917 than i did to men and seven samurai even though we were talking about cutting 1917 i mean the the onus is on you robbie what are we you got to make the choice on what we're cutting hang on robbie's been filibustering this whole time (laughs) 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 um god damn um (laughs) i would almost say men just for the sole factor, because like I said, both men and Seven Samurai are both in a weird way, like kind of saying one thing. But I almost feel like the war is hell mentality of Seven Samurai might be a little bit more important than toxic masculinity. Because it's also kind of, I don't want to say subjective, but it's also very topical now in comparison to like Seven Samurai. Like that movie still holds up in its mes- messaging almost 70 years later. Okay. Okay. So we're cutting men, is what you're saying? I think so. All right. You're the one that had to cut it, but I think we also know what number ten is because of that. <laughs> Seven Samurai. <laughs> yep. That is fair. I I fought for its spot in the top ten, and there it is. Robbie fought uh, much better than I did. <laughs> I, I for the against himself. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, like, because I almost wanted to cut 1917. But then, like, going on about, like, which, like, the good things about all these movies, I started to remember why I liked 1917 as much as I did. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Seven Samurai is our number 10, then. Or actually, we should say what the, I'll say real quick what the 10 movies we have left are. The movies that are for sure in our top 10, but we need to order them now, are 1917, Crossroads, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, Kid Detective, Murder on the Orient Express, Nighthouse. Princess Mononoke, Seven Samurai, Silence of the Lambs, and Spirited Away. And at our number 10 spot is Seven Samurai. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Way to go, Kurosawa. 
<laughs> One of the few directors I know when he's dead. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. All right. What should be number nine then? I just like intrinsically want to say Crossroads. I was actually going to say Silence of the Lambs, but I was also going to say Silence of the Lambs. I'm fine with Silence of the Lambs too. Okay. Silence what a glove from Dryer almost cutting it in like the second round of cuts to number nine. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, right. once again, another one of those movies that's just always going to be good. Yeah. Silence of the Lambs is number nine. Number eight. What are we, what are we thinking? I can repeat see- Crossroads. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I'll put, yeah, I think Crossroads would be just fine at number eight here. Because most of that movie is, is, is good and, and most, forgettable. Yeah, and then that, that last cool. act is so fucking bonkers. I think that that last act is kind of what holds that movie up for me. But I think that I think that puts it at a perfect number eight, really. I'm perfectly fine with that. All right. Crossroads is number eight. I think I would be okay with Kid Detective being seven. Yeah, I was about to say Kid Detective. I was going to actually say 1917, considering I almost cut that one. But I, I guess I'm okay with Kid Detective being I mean, you kind of sold me on, like, the significance of it to you guys. And, like, it... It is a completely possible thing that it's just one of those things where I just don't have the appreciation of the genre to know just how good a movie is. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say, I think about with Kid Detective, though, like it, it is a good movie. For me, there were some boring parts of that movie, though. But like that ending just sucked me in in a way that I haven't been like sucked into a movie in a long time. And I did my best to like not make that sound dirty as I was talking about that movie. <laughs> it just I, it, it just came right into off. my mind, and it just it was so sucked in my mind it just came right in there. Um, it sucked its way up to number seven. So I think that puts nineteen seventeen at a six. Then I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh Robbie, you want to just like we just put the Ghibli movies here now? Does yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. I was gonna say. I know that you'll fight for Spirited Away way more than Princess Mononoke. I wanted to say, why don't we let uh, Jiraiya choose the order of them, too? Okay. Because okay. I was going to say, like, Princess Mononoke 5 and Spirited Away 4, because, like, I know how important yeah. Spirited Away is to you. I mean, Mononoke is important to you. Yeah. Um, neither of them are important to me. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, Spirited Away is one of those things for me that... I can't remove it from the first time that I had watched it, uh, which is, I think, a lot of what that movie does. It, it connects you to a very much time and place of your life kind of thing. Uh, the movie is designed for that, I think, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so I can't take it away from my older brother showing it to me for the first time and me being a silly little kid falling asleep to it a whole bunch uh, every time he would watch it because he would watch it a whole bunch and I would just keep falling asleep to that movie. It wasn't until I was older, actually, until I came to appreciate it a lot more, which I think does go into what you said about it. E is coming back to it at certain parts in your life and watching it again. Uh, Princess Mononoke is a movie that I have watched a lot of times, never once as an adult. I've not watched it as an adult one time. I've always watched it as a teenager. I, don't, I couldn't tell you what that movie's about, man. I could not tell you. I don't have much of a memory about that movie, honestly. The one, man the, versus Nature. The things that I remember about it are the really gross arm stuff, and then every time that I really remember watching it was there was a little stars logo at the bottom right of the tape that it was recorded off of from Robbie's house because he recorded on a VHS tape through stars. 
we may have videotaped it off of stars stars <laughs> <laughs> For that so, reason alone i guess spirit away gets better than princess monoke because it's not <laughs> affiliated with stars in any shape <laughs> well no it's one, like for how important princess monoke is to me like I think just in general, I know that Spirited Away is more important to more people because more people still talk about Spirited Away than Princess Mononoke. So I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with it being number five and because like just for how important it is to a lot of other people too, I could say Spirited Away deserves four more than Princess Mononoke does. I uh I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm putting Princess Mononoke at five and Spirited Away at four. Which means we have Ghibli our... is inf- <laughs> killed. <laughs> it is official. Ghibli is mid. We have three movies left here: Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Murder on the Orient Express, and Night House. So this is another year. Well, unfortunately for Ravi, one of the top three will be a movie he's never seen. Yeah, I will say though, for all the movies that like I haven't watched that have gone to like the uh, top three, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once has been sold to me like the most. It's quite possible I'll be disappointed for it for how much that people have hyped it up to me. But like, I'm I'm gonna say something controversial. I think everything everywhere all at once should be third, just for the fact that Robbie hasn't seen it. Honestly, I disagree because I don't think we've ever followed that rule at all. I don't, I don't know. It's just how I'm feeling right now. You know, <laughs> I'm not. Was it number one <laughs> that I hadn't watched? Yeah, last year specifically, number one was a movie he hadn't seen. What was it? I don't. I don't, I don't even remember. I don't remember. I I just remember <laughs> that fact because it's really funny. It. <laughs> he probably yeah. He probably still has it. But like, uh, I, I definitely have to watch everything everywhere all at once. Like enough so that like, because tomorrow I'm going to be traveling to go see family, and chances are I might stop by uh, a Walmart or somewhere to buy that movie so I can watch it while I'm away. Like I said, I'm just going like, to give you my voodoo stuff, man. Which you still haven't done, which is why I'll just probably just buy the fucking because I keep forgetting. <laughs> It'll be like February third, and Dry is like, "Hey, Robbie, here's that voodoo stuff." <laughs> um, I'm just gonna throw out there of a three, two, one, because I think at this point that's kind of just how you'd have to organize it. Sure, it's just talking about my my gut feeling is three night house, two orient, and one everything. Ooh, I disagree with that. Which which night house? I assume night house yeah. would be number two for me. For how important Spirited Away is for you, I think it hit me and Nighthouse hit me and Dry that same way. No, that's that's completely fine. I'm I've my I'm fine with that order. If you want to swap those two, honestly. Yeah, I think Murder on the Orient Express would be three. Uh, Nighthouse at number two, I would put there um, because it hit me personally in a lot of ways. Um, but again, it's like such a, such a specific movie that is not for everybody. And in fact, one of the people on here actively just didn't really like it much. And then everything, everywhere at once, I think is maybe one of the, one of the best movies ever made of the decade of, of the century. Yeah. I mean, I guess those aren't very different. (laughs) I guess another reason for like putting murder at the Orient Express at number three, uh, in an alternate universe, if they changed the ending, that just becomes another whodunit movie. Yeah. Yeah. If you change the ending at all, I think that it, it kind of kills what that movie's going for. Exactly. But, like, if you change the ending of these movies on this list, yeah, I would say that happens. I would, I would disagree. I think you could change the ending of Seven Samurai and still have that same message of war as hell. 
I think Silence of the Lambs, you could still have that same I, message. When we say change the message, like, how far are we saying to change it? Because, like, just... if you... Ch- so, all right. Spoilers for murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Watch it if you have it. Or Drake can just cut this part out while we're arguing about it. One or the other. <laughs> no cut. Um, the main thing is, like, I think changing the ending is just literally fundamentally changes the movie. So, like... I think if we're talking about every movie, you'd have to have an ending that like fundamentally changes the movies if we're making that argument. But I'm saying not every movie has an ending that fundamentally changes the movie. Like I think what we're saying is because like with, uh, with I the think, ending of I think in Murder on the Orient Express, 100 you change that 100 changes the movie. But there's some movies out there where I think you could change the ending of that and it could still maintain the same message. Yeah, because like you change who the, you change who the who done it is at the end of Orient Express. And it just fundamentally changes the movie to just a, yet another by the books whodunit movie compared to like Nighthouse to where like if you have, say, a darker ending, it still maintains the same message. Once yeah. again, I have no argument for everything everywhere at once because you guys keep on saying go. Uh, and- like, spoilers. I would say it would be hard to change the ending of everything. <laughs> it would be. But That's like fair. for Nighthouse, even a movie that I absolutely love. If you make it to where, spoilers, 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 if you make it to where she kills herself at the end of that, it doesn't necessarily change it. It gets rid of the shiny spark at the end of it, like, hey, I made it through this, but it doesn't necessarily change the message of the movie. It doesn't change the subject matter. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I shouldn't harp on this too much, because, again, I'm fine with the order we decided, so I don't know why I'm, like, arguing. That's one of those topics we could probably just do an entire nuanced discussion about, so I I think we could just put a pin in that and... Just I will write, say write down. It honestly does show how much you loved everything everywhere all at once. To like fight for it that much in comparison to for top three. I to if you need it, any like stuff to say about our opinions on some of those movies, during the like crossing off phase, Spirit Away, Mononoke, Murder, Nighthouse, Everything Everywhere, they never like were considered to be even like taken off. Yeah, that was never even like a, well, maybe we should. It was just like, we're not, obviously, we're not taking that off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we didn't even, we didn't like, even say any, <laughs> Spirit Away or everything. Like, that yeah. was even, like, discussed as, like, a passing thought. So, yeah. Well, because, like, it's one of those things, because, like, a good example of that is, like, I, uh, I said very early on, cut um, Riding in Cars with Boys, because, like, I knew how both of you felt about that movie. And, like, you guys actually fought for that movie more than I did. But I think also because Crossroads and Princess Mononoke were so much more important to me than that. Like, those didn't even cross my mind to cut off of the top ten. But that one did. Right, right. Well, are we are we good with the order that this list is in? I'm pretty Completely good. acceptable. Once again, the movie I haven't watched is number one. Once again, every year, we're gonna, <laughs> it's going to keep happening. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. <laughs> um, well, Robbie... This is- I was going to say, this is Ian Dry's second protest that I need to change my work schedule. <laughs> Fucking do it already. God damn it. Um, Robbie, will you do us the honors and read our top 10? So the top 10 is at number 10, Seven Samurai. Number nine, Silence of the Lambs. Number eight, Crossroads. Number seven, Kid Detective. Number six, 1917. Number five, Princess Mononoke. Number four, Spirited Away. Number three, Murder on the Orient Express. Number two, Nighthouse. 
And number one, everything, everywhere, all at once. Woo! Woo! That, that was a lot. Um, we did it. Yeah. We did it. We made it. We if, made a whole thing. We got there in the end. It took us a really long time to do this end of the year. Yeah. It actually did through some of it. It was through just circumstance, but some of it is just man. If I didn't the get fu- sick, the funniest, the funniest part to me is still that worst character ended up getting its own entire episode. <laughs> well, that turned into a subject longer than we thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. But hey, if any of you guys listening want to get a hold of us, uh, we have a link tree: l i n k t r dot e e slash l o i p. Give you a link to all our social medias, our listen medias, and our watch medias. We have a Twitch stream where we play video games. Ooh. So check us out on that stuff if you want. Yes, please, please do. Um, Man, it was a crazy year for this podcast. And for, for this, uh, would we even call us a brand? For us, for us three doing things like streaming and stuff, it was a, it was a lot this year. We started streaming. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has been really fun. Oh, man. Well, Robbie. Yo. Go ahead and get us out of here. If you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe. I hope that you had a good year this year. And whether this is the very first episode you've watched of us, which is bold choice for being the last episode of the year, but hey, you do you. Or you've been since the very beginning. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yes, thank you all so, 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 so much. Thank you for listening and, and watching our stream and our archives and stuff out there. For some reason, there's there's more of you than I uh, I ever expected. So And meets the eye. <laughs> there, you're, you guys are like Transformers. Uh, again, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, E. Yeah. We will talk to you guys again very soon. We'll be back with more podcasts and more streams and more all kinds of stuff next year. So keep an eye and ear out for that. Been great being here. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.